You already know what it is. You're tuning into the notion with my boy, Jelani Evans. And you already know it's your boy, Dizzy D Spill, coming at you with that consistency. Go ahead and get it out, Giggles. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 hey, how's everybody doing? Um, How your mama now? <laughs> fuck, that was, that was funny. Anyway, what's going on though, brother? How you feeling? I'm good, bro. Yeah, I burned some sage earlier. Woosa, woosa. To meditation bowl out. In yeah, there. man. I got the meditation medication bowl. Get your chakras in alignment. Yeah, you know all that good stuff, but. Apparently, um, some, uh, one of these uh, moons or planets is in Gatorade or something. So, a lot of shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but. <laughs> Retrograde. <laughs> but, uh, what's up, bro? You got any new information, man? What's going on in the sneaker culture, bro? You know, you always got some Vanessa gems. Vanessa Bryant is pissed. Y'all yes. got her fucked up. Yeah, y'all got, yeah. Y'all got the Queen Mamba hella fucked up right now. With the... <laughs> She's so cool, too. Yeah. Like a strongly worded letter was a person. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel it though, and it's like people got their hands on them. You see athletes hooping in them, and it's like, yo, I I didn't give the go ahead for I this. didn't give no green light. Matter of fact, our 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 little whole collaborations, you know, commitment thing is done. I didn't even renew it. Yeah. Yeah, I better stop. Do you do you see it possibly turning into a lawsuit with oh, Nike? Oh, I don't know. It's, oh, things can happen because it's like you're leaking out shit that you don't have any rights to. Like they were on eBay with sneakers. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Like eBay took them all down. Shout out to eBay, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, ooh, each Oiler colors, Oilers. Colorway of the Travis Scott sixes has popped up, and they are gorgeous. Are they? Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. All right. I got. I got. I got home. I guess I got homework to do. Those are nice. Yeah. I got, um, I got a little bit of homework to do. So there's a plethora of releases this month. A lot of collaborations. Okay. I seen. Um, and this is, uh, excuse me, listeners, this is actually personally for me, unless you're interested. I seen some uh, Jordan 1. Um, let me go. Let me look in the file cabinet real quick. So the name still, this, the name still might be wrong, but they are the Air Jordan 1 reimagined. These joints right here. Oh. I like those. They're gorgeous. I, I like those a lot. Those are Kind of the inspiration behind the shoes I have on today. Yeah, I seen that, and we're not going to talk about that because I don't have those. But uh, <laughs> no, nah, but they, I actually like Jordan ones that have that that uh that candy paint gloss look on it, a patent leather. Patent leather. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm feeling those. I'm not supposed to be I in the game right um, now, but uh, I might I might check in. I hope they make them better. I hope they make them like these. I hope they don't make them like they made the black and metallic gold ones. Yeah. I, 
Yeah. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong, they're cool, but it's like mm, they don't hit when you have them in person the way they you thought right, they would have so hit looking at them in a the picture. They're GR. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just like I think people have lost sight of what it means for a GR. Like GRs are just a regular shoe. Mm-hmm. The fact that people are hyping them up and they're reselling for crazy numbers. Which I would have you believe, like it's an NRG. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's something special or, you know, a collaboration release or, you know, limited quantities. And uh-huh. some of them are limited quantities, but the quality don't be there like that. Uh-huh. Like the ones I got on, they came in a different color box. Any Jordan ones come in a different color box from the original black and red, that means something already. Yeah. So the Jordan one reimagined that I just showed you, will, will that be a GR? Considered a GR. I don't know how they're gonna go about that. I don't. I don't. Those are gorgeous. I feel like they're gonna tax. I mean, well, you know, thing is, is trying to get them retail. I feel like resale is gonna be ugly too. I can see that. All right. I'll probably pre-orders. Put the car on Craigslist or something like that. Ugly. I should have half of it. (laughs) Those don't drop till October though. You got time to save up and. Yeah, there's a lot Getting of stuff that's going to be popping around that shit. time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty much over when that time comes. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I, I always got to ask the questions. I always got to you know get the information. Um, any new blogs coming soon from Kicks and Sneakers? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm already got some uh, in the chamber. I just. I just be chilling, man, because I don't want to like overload with hella mm-hmm. blogs and information. Just he just wrote something. Damn, I ain't even really read that one yet. <laughs> yeah, people sometimes, but yeah, it's it's coming. So, uh, any events you attend? Uh, any any uh, any networking? Any people you run into? You know, as far as because you know you've been you've been moving around nonstop. Yeah, but uh, not really. Outside of sneaker con, I ain't been to nothing. I'm I've been kind of on recovery mode. Just I was traveling all all of May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You was wilding out. Yeah, so I'm just chilling. But uh, there's probably an event I'm gonna hit at the end of this month. Okay. And uh, probably get a little bit of traveling in, some networking in. But right now, just chilling, man. I got some things coming. I'm still waiting for kicks. I'm always waiting for kicks. Yeah. So just chilling right now. I did good. For sure. Well, I think I have, um, I think we have actually uh, a really good take. I I did a couple notes and um, it's a constant conversation on a regular basis. And so I thought a fitting title, uh, for something that we did, we can discuss was um, millennials wrecked. Um, now we repair the damage. And um, what I've been coming across, and I'm pretty sure you've seen it whenever you've actually uh, made time outside the business to come across it. But you know, you, you talk about it's been in the news, and you know, you look at the economic state of things, you know, outside of COVID and stuff like that. And I was looking at some numbers on how ugly it is for millennials. 
as far as in uh, wealth and, you know, income and, and things of that sort, right? And, you know, it, it helps answer a couple questions. The obvious, like why so many people are starting businesses, you know what I mean? And trying to be their own boss, you know, because of, you know, the rat race and stuff like that. But as I did some research, I came across some things and I, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of things that you can chime in um, on as well. And um, let me go to the notes. So basically, start with who would be considered our parents. Baby boomers, right? Baby boomers, anywhere from the start of 1946, basically ends 1964. It's considered a baby boomer, right? And triple OGs. Yeah. And then you have the millennials, which is us. Start 1980, ends 1994. Right. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it was when I started looking at like the wealth percentages. So millennials, um, we make up 4.8% of the wealth. Generation X was the generation right before us, which would be like our older siblings or something like that. Um, kind of like a semi OG, if you will. Uh, they made up, let's see. 48 or 4.8. Now, <laughs> hey, let's skip the year for the, for the Generation X. What years are those? It's the, the Generation X, I believe, is 19. Hold on. Let me get my 65 facts right. 65 to 79. 79, I believe. I think that would be it. Yeah. Let me get it right. Uh, baby Boomers ended at 64. and it Well, the reason why I kind of skipped over Generation X is because they wouldn't be the ones really passing stuff down to us. It would be like our parents. So it's not that they don't go through anything or they don't have any issues, but it was mainly like we learn from the Boomers. The Boomers are the ones that will be passing down property, real estate, whatever the case it is to us. And yeah, your generation X niggas irrelevant. <laughs> y'all don't have no problems. Y'all just coast it. But nah, it's um, but I, I kind of did it like that. And I mean, they have their issues too. But they actually statistically have done better than us at certain time frames of their lives that we're currently coming across. Now, right now, now you're starting to see millennials at the age of 40. Now, some millennials are turning 40 because they're in that that 1980, whatever gap, and they are are in their 40s. And basically, uh, here's some notes for Generation X. Generation X, 9% of wealth in their 40s, and boomers had 21% of the wealth when they were around our age. So for us to be at four percent, it's like, damn, that's a that's a serious gap. You know what I mean? But what I'm really getting at and what I really want to talk about is like how things got in that position for us and what we're and what what some of the things that we're actually trying to do to improve it. Because even those those are the numbers, there's this stigma about millennials that we ain't out, we just, we're not doing nothing, we're not, you know what I'm saying, we're kind of failing to a certain degree, but then, on the other hand, there's so many of us that's like, nah, we're out here trying to make a way, because we missed a lot of those opportunities now. How how many early millennials do you know that really just chased their dreams? Hmm. All right, now how many 
early millennials do you know that became parents early a lot of them oh a lot of them when you become a parent you don't really chase dreams you do what's necessary yeah you know what I'm saying you mm-hmm. make certain adjustments and then it's like you think about the baby boomers like they were in a different time frame altogether so there were different standards and you know, mm-hmm. morals and even the way you went about marriage and having kids and all, yeah. you know what I'm saying it was like you had to have this in place and you should have been doing this this A, B, and C you know right. what I'm saying like they kind of had an outline right and majority of society followed that outline right so most of them were more established and had gotten things done went further in, in, in school and in college and got degrees and mm-hmm. established careers you know what I'm saying and then started developing families instead of developing families and then getting a job and then hopefully you can establish a career in the midst of that or mm-hmm. not being able to fall through with college because you got pregnant or because you're finna have it you know what I'm saying yeah. like, like that right there in itself yeah yeah you know what I'm saying Just yeah boom yeah so I mean when you look at it like that it's like well yeah to generate wealth there's certain um, responsibilities that I'm not gonna say you shouldn't have that but if you don't have makes it um, easier more accessible mm-hmm. because of the time and the energy yeah that you're able to commit to it yeah so there's that um I mean, also, we came into the boom of technology and it made things easier. Yeah. It also kind of, you know, made people lazier. And it kind of took away certain things that people could make a living off of, too. Well, facts. And I mean, if you think about it, when you were in elementary school, maybe even junior high, you used to hear a whole lot about trades and they had, you know, wood shop and metal work yeah. and stuff like that in school mm-hmm. where you could learn. And from there, you might be able to be an apprentice somewhere and then you can right. find a career with a trade mm-hmm. with only a diploma. Yeah. Yep. Which would allow you to do certain things and possibly even establish your own business. Absolutely. And push a hard line. And if you have a trade that is, that's, you know, it's a learned talent, I'll say. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because that's something that as long as you're doing it, and if you're doing it consistently, you get better at it. Yep. So it's a, it's a learned talent that will allow you to make shit happen. And then anybody you hire in the course also has that learned talent. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Just, yeah. There's not trades like that anymore. I mean, they're out there. They're out there, but this, you know, the standard one, class A driver and, but I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? The, where the classes or, or stuff like that in school that even showed you that there was something different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's just like a lot of stuff in school is limiting and it's, it's kind of pushing you down this path where you, you, you go to school, you go to high school, you graduate, then you go to college, and then, you know, if you're really trying to go to college, then you'll what, get a loan to get you a degree so you can find your career, and then you got to find a career because you're in debt, and then you find out your career isn't profitable, or it's not, or it's it's um, it's flooded, Yeah, you know, minimal work, you know yeah. what I'm saying, it's like, now you got a degree in something, and you're not even working in the area where your degree is because you need a job to pay off your loan, because... It ain't getting no shorter. It ain't, you know what I'm saying? It's not getting no smaller. You know what I'm saying? So it's just. Well, it's funny that you. Well, not funny, but. Niggas <laughs> like, I ain't laughing. It's interesting that you mentioned the whole going to school and then you got to go to college and now you got to pay the college debt because I read an article and in the article that I read, they had like four main reasons why we're mainly in the position that we're in. And one, and the third one was debt. 
And it says that expensive college education means that the average graduate carries a whopping $28,000 in student loan debt. That's crazy. And that's your student loan debt. That's student loan debt. Lord forbid you get a credit card at the age of 18 as soon as you enter uh, college. And you running it up. You have no idea what credit is, credit responsibility, because that happened to me. And then I spent, you know, a nice part of college going to school, working, hustling, like trying to pay off the debt that I had incurred because I didn't understand credit. But they Mm -hmm. were willing to give me a credit card because I had a clean bill. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like... Not knowing stuff Not understanding You know No fault of my own My parents weren't That savvy in credit So it wasn't like they. Well the irony is You would think You being in school That they would educate Nah They will educate you But they'll educate you On what's in a book And what's the criteria For you to You know Graduate to get into The real world They won't educate you On the information That you need To actually operate And survive in the real world Mm -hmm. They don't teach you that You know Mm -hmm. They'll they'll teach you math, but they won't teach you budgeting and financing. You learn all that in college. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like the the cold part about that is what you're being taught in school, and when you get out in the real world, it's like, well, there's this whole thing about like when you turn eighteen, everything is supposed to click. I don't know who started it. I don't know how it just became a trend, but it's so ass backwards because it's like at 17, you didn't know shit. And then at 18, you're supposed to know it all because of the because of the the marker that they put that you're an adult. I'm just laughing because I'm thinking about the type of stuff you learn in school and getting out in the real world. And you're like, damn, I'm running late and I don't have a car. So if I leave the house at A and the bus is coming at B. I should be able to get to work by C. And they're like. <laughs> <laughs> so many variables. I have to solve for C. So. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Like, yeah. You don't sit. like you, It doesn't. It's just crazy, it did, bro. It's just. Man. Whatever. Well, the cold part is, is, is you kind of made it work when you broke it down like that, but it just, that's it's not how you're thinking. It's not. Nobody's, <laughs> nobody's thinking. Mm-hmm. This is, oh, that's what they meant by solve for C. I got to go with a plan. To, no, it's, no, it's not. It's not. It's nothing like that. Um, I, but see, you didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't carry the obstacles. Because <laughs> <right? laughs> it's not, <laughs> stop the lights. Yeah. See, carry the tool. <laughs> it's none of that man uh, another thing that that was brought up too is wages you know what i'm saying the, a lot of uh a lot of wages you know that the, you know especially people that are getting out of college and they're getting these jobs you're not getting you're not the the pay increase is no longer happening it's the bare minimum but yet the cost of living living for everything is going up food and because things are getting more expensive Expensive to yeah. produce or gain access to, mm-hmm. or, or to um, ex or import. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah. And so it's just like it costs more, so we have to charge you more. It's like, but I'm making the same thing. I heard that, so you got that extra three dollars we text, or you don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What do you? It just, you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. crazy. So, what can you do? Everybody wants the best of everything, but. They don't want to pay the prices for it. Most of them can't afford it because the wages aren't paying yeah. a livable rate. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. I came across an article where it was saying like rough. certain fast food places are struggling to hire people post pandemic, and it's like. Yeah, because you don't pay them and they're making more money if they're still on unemployment. What happened to that sign movement where you got to come and order your own? It's the manager's sick of having to come out and explain it to you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I, was, I went in there to order once. This is a while ago because I don't do fast food, but it was like, I just wanted some fries. Mm-hmm. I walked in, I had a taste. I like, and I walked in, I had a taste of some fries. So I pulled up, I walk in, and there's a screen here, and I'm just like, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. This is a lot. Yeah. To order some fries. Sheesh. It's like I could have just made them. Bruh. No potatoes at the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back here solving for C again. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I divided all the BS and I went to McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. That's how it sounded when I was knocking on the door. Yo, where the fries? But. I'm going to go to the drive-thru. <laughs> so, like, now you, you now now we're at this point where there's so many of us trying... To survive. To survive. But a lot of us are really... Some of us are pushing a hard line with running a business. Yeah. You know what I mean? And... That's not all glamorous. It's not. But for your personal experience... When you decided to fully 100% commit to just doing your business, you know, I'm not working for nobody. I'm working for myself. What put you in that position? What pushed you in that direction? Let's just say I'm going to take that leap because it's a, it's a, it's a risk. I mean, I started while I was working still. Okay. You know, that was the thing about it. So it was uh, having gained, gained a certain amount of ground and having a certain foundation to be like, I can make some things happen. Now, <clears throat> unfortunately, I ended up getting hurt. And so while I was hurt, I was, you know, I'm sitting up laid up healing and I had a lot of time to think on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just pulled the trigger. You know what I'm saying? It was mm-hmm. just like, because my thought was, is, I've never experienced an injury like this and I don't know what's next. Okay. So I gotta have something. You know what I mean? Like I, I gotta have something, and I started. Might as well finish. And so, uh, once I felt like I had no safety net. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, that, and <clears throat> once I was like, it's it's kicks and sneakers or bust. You know, like that lit a fire, because. Of course, you think it. I'm gonna be honest. It's it's I can't fail, but fail was never a thought. Okay. It was like there's no going back. Like that's not no fueling your motivation. Else, no, no, no. Yeah, right. Because if I'm thinking about I can't fail, I can't fail. That means that I'm thinking of it as an option. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's not an option. Right. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. So when I feel like I had no safety net. I was just like, all right, well, I got to go hard. Like, I really got to make something out of this. This isn't a, you know, a side hustle or a side job. Right. This is my business. And if I want people to take me serious on a certain level, then I have to take it more serious. So without having a safety net, there came a certain respect for what I was doing, but also a, a, um, 
I up my grind. You yeah. Know what I'm yeah. So, yeah. And then, I mean, after that, there was no looking back. It was kind of like, okay, once I heal, um, I'll be good. Right. It wasn't a once I heal, I go back to the job. You know what I mean? I didn't want to go back. Yeah. That wasn't, I don't need to be there. What were the things that you thought about going back to a job where it was like, nah, I can't go back to that? Um, Everything about it from going to a place I didn't like to having to listen to other people and follow other people's rules and instructions and mm-hmm. feel I'm not um <clears throat> I'm not I'm not utilizing my talents, bro. I'm not getting the most out of me. Mm-hmm. I'm not you know it's almost like you have these ideas and this creativity and these things that you want to do and you're kind of letting that all just kind of go to waste going to a job and working for somebody else. Yeah, I could do it afterwards, but what about the opportunities and the time missed while I'm over here doing work that is ultimately making other people a lot more money mm-hmm. and me change? Mm-hmm. At least if I'm going to break my neck and bust my ass, let it be for me. And even if I'm making change, I get all the change. All of it. You know what I'm yeah. Yeah. So it just it just hit different. Like I don't I can't I can't work on somebody else's dream while mine's rots. I understand that. And I I've seen a I've seen the post before. Uh, it's, uh, it's kind of been passed around by different entrepreneurs and, and hip hop artists, the whole, how can you work on, you know, how can you work, you know, eight hours, you know, every day and then not put any hours into what you really want to do. Now, I will say something about that because it's like, Oh, I got something to say about it too. I, I, <laughs> I, I get, I get the energy behind it, but it's a dope quote. I mean, like I get the energy behind it, but it's like, bro, I still have to live a life. After I put in eight in eight hours at a job, I'm I'm exhausted, mm-hmm. and most times mentally, mentally, not physically. Yep, mentally for sure. But it's like, if I'm exhausted, I can do some work, but I'm not gonna be able to execute a whole lot because it won't be my best because I'm exhausted. Well, I feel like the folks that a lot of times say that they're already out of the rat race. That's why it's, it's easy to say it's easier to say than done but the other thing when they say that hey you know you got to put this amount of hours into this like you put into this what I've learned still being in the rat race and still maintaining different business entities that I have is that the nine to five is the biggest distraction 100%. It's an eight hour distraction out of your day. But it's also necessary. And, and exactly. A lot of people, m- most majority who say, share that quote, started in the same place. Exactly. Nobody woke up without a job and said, you know what? I'm just going to follow my dreams and everything fell into place. And it's just like those are like, you know, the one in the million stories that you hear about and people try to recreate and follow. And that's why you have so many people on OnlyFans and SoundCloud rappers and mm-hmm. you know, um, resellers and all types of stuff. And yeah. there's no disrespect yeah. to them. You feel me? Like, like no, I don't want to like take no shots at them, but it's like you hear people getting rich doing this 
finesse or you hear somebody scoring money and reselling and I can get this for these shoes and now everybody wants to be a reseller right and then you hear about females making uh, thousands and hundreds of thousands on OnlyFans because of their mm-hmm. following and their clients and their members or whatever the case may be right but what were they doing before that did they have a follow like you gotta understand like you gotta everybody shows the how I made it happen without the background Oh, they give no, they give no real, no real detail on just how much you go through. But here's the other thing. They're not even really being transparent with what they still have to deal with. Nah, not at all. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. But that's the thing. It's just like, they don't like, it's, it's highlight reels with the one in a million. So you see it and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I can do that too. Not understanding like what they had going for them, the opportunities behind them or who was pushing them or the following that they had mm-hmm. or whatever, you know what I'm saying? The, the magic mixture that works specifically for them, mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. See, we all have different opportunities and realities. And right. people, so we can all recreate the same thing. What you got going for you, I can't recreate for me. Yeah. I could do something similar that works best for me. Well, but it was, I, you it was, know what I mean? Well, yeah, because it was modified for you. Like but at you, the end of the day, bro, like a, a nine to five is a distraction, but it's necessary because it's a stepping stone. Yeah. And so the thing about it is like to not overcommit to the nine to five. Yeah. yeah. See, see, so what you do, you know, you, when you, when you check in, doesn't mean you check in completely. I check in physically to do the job. Mentally, right. I'm somewhere else. Right. 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 But I'm still operating to where I can eventually do my work. A lot of times I'm multitasking. I'll be at the job working on stuff for the business. Yeah, I'm on my break. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm you know off to the side. But you know, it's I'm necessary until you're in a place so where you feel comfortable to be able to leave that job. Now, the whole thing about it, a lot of times you won't feel comfortable. You're just going to have to take that leap, which is always the hardest part. Right. But the nine to five is necessary. You can't knock it. You can't downplay it. I don't have one and I still don't take shots at it because there's some things that I envy about a nine to five, like a guaranteed check. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, if you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah, that's just real life for no, me. No, it is real life. No, it's <laughs> like, real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I mean, yeah, it is for everybody, but I mean, on a whole nother level, like, ain't no checks coming. I got to get up and grind every day. I have to sure figure I'm, out every day, every day what I'm going to do, and there's no... Bruh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, that hits different. Like, so there are some things I, I do envy about it nine to five, you know, but I won't be like job security, but ain't no job security. There, there is no job. Nah, I don't even think that. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, and that's another thing. Like, you know, I was like, yo, so when you quit a job, they want you to get two weeks notice, right? When they fire you, though, they do it on the spot. They yeah. don't give you a heads up to get your affairs in order. Or to get your as soon as you walk through the door, hey, 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 they don't, right, right, right. right. Come, hmm, shit, come, over, come, over, come, over, shift. come over. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm if saying? If they like, real cold with it, they'll let you. So you just, it's just, <laughs> it, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, it's cold with the nine to five, but it's necessary. You can't knock it. And, you know, don't, um, if you don't have the confidence in yourself and, the grind, the work ethic necessary. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't leave the nine to five. Yeah. Because the thing about it is, like, I'm gonna be honest. You're always working when you're an entrepreneur. 
There's, you work. You work, You actually work more hours as an entrepreneur than oh, you do 100%. than you do a nine to five. Nine to five, you could work eight hours, and I'm pretty sure you can deny or offer your overtime to somebody else. But when you're an entrepreneur, it's it's damn near on the clock, twenty four seven. Because even when you're like, all right, I'm done dealing with a consumer, whatever the case is, you're still you're still doing research. You're still looking at numbers. You're still doing quality control. You're still you're still dedicating things. And if you look at most people's stories you know, that are really successful. The family of those successful individuals are the ones that are taking like the, the brunt of everything. It's like, you know, this person was your mother or your father. That's really successful. But, you know, you didn't get that time with them to go chill on the weekends or go to the park or show up to games or whatever the case it is, because they're out there working 18 hour days and Bro, I missed I missed some events, you know, family events and mm-hmm. things that I would have liked to have been at because I was out working. And the sacrifice, maneuvering and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it sucks sometimes, but it's necessary. And that's the thing. Like, the sacrifice you sacrifice a lot when you become an entrepreneur and you work for yourself. Elon Musk said he works seven days a week, and people are still calling him lucky. I mean, <laughs> I feel it, bro. Man, I woke up and was working this morning. You know, Sunday. Yeah. Is 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 that Man. that is that something that you have to? The thing is, with with the nine to five and being an entrepreneur, you have to decide and what it is works for you. Meaning, like, okay, if I'm not good with people, I'm not good with being in control and and working under pressure. A nine to five might work out, and and make no mistake, we do need nine to five folks. There's still things out there that we take for granted for people that work nine to five jobs. I mean, after COVID, you can't really take them people for granted no more. Yeah, you can't. Some people still will because they don't get it, but you really can't. Like I said, like real essential workers is like, yo, them grocery stores that you're going to, you could be without food. I self check out, so no, I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. You think I what? Walk around a grocery store for an hour? You think I'm gonna ring myself up? Nah, the she audacity. Finna, nah, she finna do all of this. Yeah, paper. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I mean, like, yeah, so. It's uh, it's difficult, bro. It like, is. Even even being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, there's so many entrepreneurs. There's yeah. so many people doing the same thing. So many lanes have become crowded with careers with being an entrepreneur. And now you, you know, have to prove how you're different and how in that you're actually serious compared to those that are emulating what you're doing. Not necessarily, you know. But everybody's doing their own version. Everybody, you know, trying to mm-hmm. do their own thing. But everybody's trying to do their own thing in the same realms, in the same arenas. Yeah. And so a lot of things have become crowded. So <clears throat> it kind of becomes this, uh, what is it, crowds in a barrel? Yeah. Thing. And, yeah. And so you, you, you weigh that against it, too. It's like it's harder to obtain wealth. It's harder to, you know, become rich and get get your bands up you know your stacks up and be in a position to really is like most have debt like just first of all gotta be debt free 
before you can be, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so like, you know, that uh, debt to income ratios. It's, it could get real ugly if it's ugly. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> when you take all the things into account, because it's a lot of the things that millennials have to deal with, um, the OGs didn't have to deal with. Yeah, because a lot of OGs, like, for example, a lot of millennials don't own real estate. They don't own property compared to the OG baby boomers. Most of them had property and it was easier to obtain. We're talking about getting houses. I think the baby, a lot of baby boomers were getting houses that were like $30,000, $40,000. I mean, here in California, standard is $300,000 for a house. And what was that fixed rate at? <laughs> Bruh. Yeah. Mm. So it's just, you know, things are different. Um, Things transition, things change, and with that, so does, you know, the price, shit, the price of wealth. The price and sacrifice, for sure, yeah. For sure. I think that, um, I think one of the good things about so many people trying to do, go the entrepreneur route, is I think there's a lot of people and, and time will tell when you when when you see who's left standing are trying to create genuine generational wealth. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, you know, I want to pass something down to my kids or, you know, uh, a younger sibling that I had to raise or a niece or a nephew, whatever the case is, so that they're not put in certain positions where they just have to accept things as the only option. You know what I'm saying? I do see that. I do think that. But I also think that if you're guided right, a nine to five can work for you as well if you're guided correctly. Because, you know, another unfortunate thing with a lot of millennials is there's a lot of educated millennials. You have degrees. You know, a lot of some of them have masters, but then you get out there in the world and it's like, where's, I don't have any work like I, I do want to go into the workforce but I don't I can't get any employment anywhere you know what I'm saying so you'll have somebody that has a degree or two and they're working a nine-to-five and they're trying to be an entrepreneur because they're just trying to make it shit we all trying to make it bro <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah yeah a lot more uh hurdles in the race that we're running Mm-hmm. Easier to get tripped up, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It, it's just, it's, it's not fair, man. Life's not fair. Oh yeah, I hate when people say that. Shit. So what? Should I smack thee and then say life isn't? No. Um, but <laughs> I think, I think there's always, I think there's always a good solution behind whatever, you know, whatever it is that you're looking at. If you take the time to really analyze everything. I mean, if you really, you know, trying to get rich, you sell drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, <laughs> you know, the usual, you know, and those and, and the cool thing about those careers is they're they have no longevity. Um, Just watch out for die packs. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the uh, the one of the formulas that I'm starting to learn about folks that are considered wealthy and that 
live pretty comfortable is the simplicity in their life. You know what I'm saying? And I and I'm and I actually look at, you know, people that are entrepreneurs and I'm 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 understanding that there is a there is a huge difference between the the entrepreneur and them being pretty simplistic with their life and um somebody that makes a lot of money. And the reason why I separate it like that is don't get me wrong, I don't think entrepreneur entrepreneurs can and a lot of them do make a lot of money, but it's the way that they manage their lifestyle. It's very simple. It's not a whole lot going on. And a lot of them live below their means. That right there, I think, is a good step in living a more comfortable life because a lot of people go out there making, giving the impression that they needed to buy that or they needed to spend that. They need they needed this to survive. And it's like, nah, most people that are living wealthy and that are entrepreneurs, they get what they need and that's it. And they do it moving. Yeah, I be chilling, bro. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, for real, like, because I'm debt-free. Mm-hmm. Um, and I pretty much live below my means. I don't do a whole lot. Right. I don't need a whole lot, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, <laughs> I stepped out last night. And, uh, you know, the event I go to, people get dressed. Mm-hmm. They get dressed. They come out, you know. A lot of people want designer clothing and expensive gear and all mm-hmm. that, right? Bruh, I had on a Rugrats t-shirt <laughs> that cost me about 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. I happen to have on a pair of plain black sweats that I got from Champs. Okay. No name brand, just, they were like 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. My socks were... Ren from Ren and Stimpy, and they cost me like three bucks. Mm. Where I just shot my outfit out to you, less than seventy five dollars. A tank of gas for an SUV. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I got your gas on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it was just like, (laughs) like y'all spent you spent two thirty on that T shirt, four hundred on them shorts, huh? Mm. Louis shorts. That's dope. That's cool. Not saying that I can't, I just won't. Right, right. You see me out here in these uh, uh Marys eight hundred nine hundred, nigga. Why? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? Like the thing about it is like okay, so you putting on all this stuff. Who are you really doing it for? Who are you buying it for? That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like this. Right now in this day and age, males are bigger brand whores than females. That is true. Right? That is true. Yes. And so that means a dude, a male, is quicker to notice your labels and your brands before a female. Mm-hmm. Who are you doing it for? Oops. Um, Because the thing about it is like, in all of my experiences, if you are dressed well, it's all women are concerned with. Yeah. They're not, you know what I'm saying? If your clothes fit 
If they dress well, yeah, you, it doesn't matter really what you have put on. one, something nice, a brand that they recognize, that's what's up. That's dope. But, I mean, you're not going to get them based off your attire. Mm-hmm. If you do, then they're probably a gold digger and you know what to expect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like, I don't, they don't care about it like that, bro. So, if you out here and all that doing it for, for who? Yeah. I'm not. And, I'm not. and the crazy thing is, is you're just talking about fashion. We're not talking about buying cars. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? And all these other things that can really add up and make life difficult for you six days a week just for you to make it look like you have it all together for a few hours one day a week. That's living outside of your means like a month. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, for real. Teach them. But yeah, I don't... Yeah, I know a lot of entrepreneurs who don't do a whole lot. Well, I mean, there's a lot of them out there that you probably can't tell unless they did an interview or they had to speak at a, an event or something like that, that they're even, that they're even on that level. Because like I said, like I said, they're, they're really simple. It's, it's a really simplistic lifestyle. And, um, my guy be killing the game. He'll be in some sandals, bro. Mm-hmm. Some sandals. In some yeah. sandals. Yeah, man. What? Clean up too. You know, another thing is doing numbers. Shout out to Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Comfortable. That's the other thing. Yeah, they well, they well, they're but comfortable that's the thing about it. That's why I'm always in sweats. I'm, it's about being comfortable, bro. Like after I got injured, that was dumb. He said, "Comfortable, bro." Yeah, it's about being comfortable, bro. I'm <laughs> I'm trying to get it out. So, but nah, like once I got injured, comfort was my main focus. Ah, I bet. Like, Hell yeah, being like, injured. Yeah, like, but I mean, like following that, everything I wore, getting mm-hmm. out of clothing, you know what I'm saying, maneuvering around, everything had to be comfortable. I had to have room to be able to stretch, and you know what I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. bro, it's sweats and shorts and linen, and I'm that's it. I don't denim sucks, bro. Like, man, I got like three or four pair of slippers, house shoes, like. Y'all only see me in shoes really outside the house. Like, I'll come in the house and kick them off instantly. Like, mm-hmm. comfort. One of the things that I picked up on some years ago is, like, when I would see celebrities, right? And, you know, like, if TMZ will catch them at the airport or they catch them, like, just out and about. And one thing that I noticed, like, 90% of the time, they were comfortable. They're in sweats. They're not wearing no Gucci or nothing. They're in like literally stuff that we would wear every day when we're chilling in some tennis shoes. Except Crocs. And the thing about it is just like, I don't know about Crocs. I hear they're extremely comfortable. It's the look of them that I can't get. They, they've always looked uncomfortable to me. Right. They they just, they don't. But everybody said they're comfortable. I just can't get with Crocs. I'm Maybe I'll get some easy foam runners. No little special collection kicks and crops? Mm-mm. No kicks and crocs? Hell, I don't support that. He said, I'm coming out with kick rocks if you come with crocs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do a collab ride, like, you know, got different type of little emblems that you put in your crocs. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's as far as I go. Like, no branding, like, on them that can't be taken off <laughs> aka mister I would never <laughs> I just mm-mm. Nike slides and whatnot. 
I love Nike. I love Nike slides. I seen a post on female put up, and I was like, "Oh, she's choosing violence today." She's like, "Dudes who wear Nike slides are gay. Those are sandals. Only females wear sandals." And I was like, "Excuse me, young man." <laughs> I just scrolled. Like I said, you know, some people get on on Twitter and choose violence, and you know, I like they be trying to get results and retweets <laughs> and responds. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to do that, like, yo. What? So then, so like, if you gonna start there, you gotta just move up to the list. Like all the slides, Gucci slides, Versace slides, all designer slides or sandals, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the route we going. Mm-hmm. Bet. Who angered you this afternoon? <laughs> Who angered you? Yeah. Did somebody break up with you in some slides, so you feel that way? Uh, <laughs> such a dude. Dude she probably broke. Dude probably broke up with her in some. Uh, and some uh, some thong slippers. So he broke That's, out with her, hey, and right, then did so that wait, little wait, pat wait. pat walk. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's stop right there, okay? Because I got an issue with the little thong uh, sandals. I don't, I don't do them joints, okay? Um, look, all right, no pat paps. I hate the sound those make too. That's horrible. But like, let's one thing at a time. <laughs> um, <laughs> yo, man should not wear anything with thong in the name, and that's a thong sandal, correct? Yes, it is. The thong, thong, thong. I ain't got nothing else to say. I don't even like shit between my toes. <laughs> <laughs> pat, 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 bruh. I'm not taking you serious. I don't care how mad you is if you got on some pap-paps. Oh, <laughs> horrible. See, you call them paps. Nah, they ain't the same. It's the sound they really made. It's a walk it. It's a walk it. Walk it. Because it's hitting the ground and smacking the foot. Yeah. Walk it. Walk it. Walk it up, bitch. Just pick your feet up. You probably want to just walk barefooted. I'm gonna step on the back of them shits and just have you just rip the whole thong out and you just sort of shit around your ankle. Yeah. <laughs> or cut a toe off. Them. <laughs> oh, there go your big toe. You just, ah. just <laughs> Millennials ain't shit. We know. Nah, it's man, look. Patty. Extremely. I'm here for it. I I support it. I normally don't I'm trying not to use that word, but I support that. <laughs> but yeah, man, I um bear the way to that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that uh I think when it comes to to our generation, um, I do believe it's gonna get a lot better. I think that every generation has its ruts and figuring it out stages and because one of the things that I I do reflect on is some of the a lot of the shit we seen tough I'll say you're like gonna get better on nigga we just had a pandemic like <laughs> <laughs> well what I mean better it's is rough man it is shit it is but we've went through a lot when if you really backdate to when we were younger that's a lot of shit that we've seen we've seen wars we've seen you know 9-11 we've We've seen a lot of shit by the age. Like he, just, <laughs> he tripping. Like he's, he's talking about wealth, man. I'm trying to make sure I got no 
gas in my car to get to work and I can order what I want off DoorDash and get this eighth. You just fucking <laughs> <laughs> niggas trying to get by. You talking about wealth, nigga. Yeah. Well Yeah, well, um <laughs> There's a di- there's a difference because a lot of people look at wealth as just money, but sometimes wealth can be a whole lot more well, outside yeah, I mean, you know, of money. Yeah, I'm wealthy family wise and all that. Shout out to the people I fuck with. Love y'all. Um <laughs> I can use some dollars though. <laughs> I can Yo, that was the fastest. Though. I appreciate you. Love you speech. Hey, Yo, man, man, I love y'all. Y'all cool. Y'all been whatever, man. How your mom and them look, bro? I need it's the like, yeah. bag. It's like, it's like the Grammy music is coming on. <laughs> I get to the point. Yeah, straight up, man. Like, no, for real. Like, yeah. I'm yeah, wealthy in a lot of ways in life, for sure. Yeah. 100%. But I need financial wealth? Yeah. Huh. Still on the hunt, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yo, I'm still sparing for the fish. But when I when I meant what I meant like by meal. <laughs> I said wealth. <laughs> I think it's gonna I, when I say better though, I think like when things we will get, improve. Well, they, they'll improve. They're talking about but, before Stimmy. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yo man let's push that Let's Yeah man Let's get the stimmy going man Yeah it's gonna improve a whole lot Yeah mm-hmm. money bag Joe Need to just Sign off on one more man And we be straight I, You know what Almost got political <laughs> <laughs> Yeah bro just Almost a, got him near Just shoot us a stimmy man Yeah man come it's on Stop playing bro It's the least you can do Yeah the least <laughs> won't go there We'll set that for another episode No we won't That's all again <laughs> <laughs> But yeah dog uh, I, th- I think it's some, I think it's some good points bro And, and nah, th- it's, it's, it's gonna get better I believe that It's already improving Yeah You know what I'm saying And it's it's just like uh, gotta, gotta be optimistic And you have to stay positive And you have to operate With a certain level of consistency um, Above all which is easier said than done. Shit. Stop looking to obtain wealth. Just looking just start looking for financial freedom. That's some pretty damn good advice. Well, there, because there's a difference. Oh, hundred percent. There's the definitely a difference. Like when you have financial freedom, um you're a lot more comfortable. Yeah. And things hit differently. Mm-hmm. You know. And then it's like, cause I mean, wealth, wealth is so hard to obtain. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like even just being rich. Yeah. You know? Um, so and we we're talking about f- from a financial standpoint. Right. Um, so looking to be financially free to be able to do a lot more things you want to will also open up more opportunities, allowing you to have uh, chances at gaining more uh-huh. financially, you know, being able to establish a foundation for your children to be able to obtain wealth because ultimately, you know, wealth isn't really obtained in a, you know one generation. It's usually uh-huh. over a couple of generations. So put yourself in a position where you can actually lay the foundation and start putting pieces together uh-huh. for those who come after you to be able to, you know what I'm saying? Manage it. And, and 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 grow it, progress it, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it could be something that becomes a whole for the family. 
Right. So I would say start there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, trying to trying to jump over mountains when you ain't even stretched. You know, <laughs> oh, that's gonna end beautifully. You know what I mean? It's just like you know, <laughs> one step at a time. You know. Yeah. Um, and you got to give yourself. I, I do believe that, and and, and you're big on this. Um, giving yourself a break, like a real break. Yeah, you got to give yourself a real break, like mentally cleanse, relax. I'm still learning how to do that, bro. It's a, it's such a process, and because it, it's a process, because with every um, with every new level, as you um, transition, progress through seasons, and mm-hmm. things shift, they change. Your level of discipline and knowing when. And not just when, but how. Mm-hmm. And not waiting until you reach your breaking point to try to apply all that. Like I said, when mm-hmm. is it, it? It it's never the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like they say, "New level, new devil." Yeah. So you know you got to find different ways to make sure that you're taking a break and you're disconnecting and you're giving yourself time. And a lot of times it's it's to reflect and it's to process mm-hmm. so that you can, you know, digest a lot of stuff and, and ultimately uh, strategize and plan to put the pieces together moving forward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to overwhelm yourself or, or burn out. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's definitely necessary, man. It, like, it's all a process. It is. And you got to learn what the steps are and then not skip any. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta understand that that's the first thing you gotta understand that it's a process and not nothing else you can do about it but work through it. You know, a lot of times because we have such uh, microwave access to things. I said, get rich quick. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody expects things just, and then when they don't, you know, frustration kicks in. Mm -hmm. This thing going right, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, and you gotta, you gotta avoid, because the thoughts are gonna, the thoughts are gonna uh, be there all the time, or you're always gonna question things. But I wouldn't say avoid though. It's uh, you just have to let them pass. Yeah. Okay. Take this course. Yeah, I can see that. You'll have a lot of thoughts. A lot of things will go through your mind, and you have to let them pass. You have to know what to breathe life into, what to give focus to. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because to think you won't have those type of thoughts, it's just like what type of Zen master guru? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you to? But but the more in in (laughs) the real the real antidote to that though is is it's more simple that you live your life. So if there are things that you just genuinely like and care about, you have to acknowledge and work through the things that come with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But what I mean, I mean like the, the negative thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. That's where, that's where I'm at I with mean, it. Address, uh, it's just going to happen and you got to do it. You got to address it. But even in the midst of things happening and addressing it, it's the, it's the thought pattern. Yeah, that you have in the midst of it, you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> I had something happen. I was, I was like, "Damn, all right, well, I've done all I can do. We'll wait to see what happens." Yeah, and I kind of just, you know, went on about. It. I'm like, "Oh man, how's this gonna work out? What am I gonna do?" What yeah, do see this? all that. And damn, what am I? Okay, so if it don't work out like this, I gotta like. 
I don't even know if it's not gonna work out, but I'm already putting negative energy out there. Yeah, you're already campaigning for it to be the worst. Right. And I say, you know, um, expect the best plan for the worst, but I mean like plan, not not bet on it. Yeah. You know? Shit. And I mean like if that don't work, then I got something I wanna make happen. But right. we'll wait to see. Like, well, I went out and party. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just you. Don't, you can't dwell, and that's why I mean yeah. by like not focusing on it. You can't dwell. You, you know cannot. What I'm saying? It's you. Uh, you give energy to the things you focus on. You bring mm-hmm. life into the things you focus on. So the more you dwell on it, and you know, what I'm saying, let your it's your a mental investment. Up. Yeah, it's a mental investment for sure, dog. So you know, keep keep the right thoughts and focus on the right things and <clears throat> balance, man. Balance. Absolutely. Like you're saying, uh, nine to five and entrepreneurs, I think about balance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Being an entrepreneur and going hard and, and knowing how to take time and take breaks, you know. Balance. You know, it just knowing how to how to operate. Absolutely. Of being more aware of self. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where you should start, regardless if you're a nine if you're in a nine to five or you're an entrepreneur, you definitely should start with understanding that first. Well yeah, I mean uh, uh, a hundred percent if you're talking about being an entrepreneur because you're gonna be um tested. You're gonna be quest- daily. You're gonna be questioned. Daily. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna have a lot of tests, a lot of challenges. And if you don't know who you are, and if you're not comfortable in that, mm-hmm. that would definitely be brought to the surface. Everything is daily when you're an entrepreneur. Except the money <laughs> You gotta wait on You need to trust the process on that Yeah, yeah. Bruh, Look Look I'll be the first one to say that It's hey, look. <laughs> You said look like five times Because you Yo. got five different ways You need to look at it Yo, Yo look 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 Nah Let me It's like a prism look. There's so many sides <laughs> Gosh There's even different hues and colors It's just yeah, man. The po- the point is, y'all, <laughs> it's it's quite simple. The point is is to stay focused because we're gonna leave. And uh, <laughs> oh, God. we didn't gave you all the gems, man. Yeah, I guess we talked about how to fix it, huh? Yeah. So listen, go back, listen to this, woo sigh, and trust yourself. Trust the process. And uh, do not allow yourself to go insane. Shit or do whatever, man. Be <laughs> Anyways, you've been tuning into the notion. This your boy Dizzy D Spill here with my co-host in the building, Jelani Evans. And we just turned the beat on y'all because we out. Peace.